Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, thank you for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is Dr. Joseph Walker, and I want to thank all of you so much for being a part of this podcast. So many of you have been so kind around the world to support this podcast. I want you to know something. Uh, you are making Next Level Leader Podcast reach the entire world, and I hope that you will continue to share it with as many people as you can. This is the space where we want to empower, enlighten, and expose you to some of the greatest thought leaders on the planet. This month, we've been doing some amazing interviews for Women's Month, and I've got a very special guest this episode that I know many of you have been waiting to hear from. But before I get to that, I do want to encourage you to follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Stay connected and let me know if this is blessing you. I really would appreciate it. We would appreciate hearing from you. And also, I do hope that you get my new book. Do you have it? It's called Leadership and Loneliness. It's a book that will really help you navigate this space of leadership and understanding that the air really does get thin the higher you go up. How do you deal with issues of trust and how do you deal with issues of isolation? You need this book in your life. So I hope you get it. Go to josephwalker3.org or on Amazon. So I appreciate you in advance. You know, this Women's Month, we celebrate some extraordinary women. And of course, you've heard some great, great stories uh, from Dr. Lakeisha Simmons. And uh, we thank God for Judge Rachel Bell. We heard from LaDonna Boyd on last week. But now you're going to hear from someone I am very familiar with someone to whom I wake up every morning with, my precious and awesome and amazing wife, Dr. Stephanie Hill Walker. Welcome to Next Level Leader. Hey, thank you for having me. You know, I really uh, I want to have you on today because I think that it's important for people to understand your story, your grind, to understand the mission and message by which you live your life. And there's a larger purpose. And one of the things that I think is important for people to really understand, like what's the big idea, you know, what's your why of life? Um, obviously being a formally trained physician and folks know that about you, they understand, you know, your, your work in neonatology and, but you made a decision a few years ago. Uh, we talked about it and I think this would be a good place to begin our conversation. Uh, you felt your your, your season kind of ending in the clinical practice of medicine. Now, to put that in context, someone who spent years, you know, to get a medical <laughs> degree, you know, and an MPH from Harvard and do all that amazing stuff, fellowships and et cetera, and had practiced medicine in the clinical arena for several, several years. And then here you are at a young age deciding, I want to retire. And I want to shift my passion towards something much larger. I want to talk first of all about what that struggle was like um, and what was the catalyst that helped you really make that decision? No, I think, you know, that was a very powerful time in my life. You know, when you have been doing something for so long, all I knew was medicine. I had wanted to be a doctor since I was eight years old, but I could feel myself being pulled to do something more. I didn't quite understand exactly what that more meant. Um, but over time, you know, God has a way of sort of working with you and working in you. Um, 
And I began to realize that my calling was no longer just to the four walls of a hospital and not just to one patient working with them one at a time, um, but instead to the community, if not to the world. And when God drops that in your spirit, it's a scary moment. It's a confusing moment. It's a, you know, a moment where you're questioning, am I really hearing from God or is this just, you know, you know, me being tired or exhausted or what have you. And over time, I realized that, no, this was God really tugging at me and pulling me in a different direction. And, and how did I know? Because I didn't want to do it. Frequently, when God speaks to you and tells you to make a shift, frequently, it's not something that you truly have a deep down desire to do per se, or perhaps you have the desire, but there's a fear factor, or you feel like you're too small for that role, or you feel that you're not capable of doing it by yourself. And when you come to the understanding that something is much bigger, and it's going to take more than just the effort that you have in your own body or the brains that you have in your own mind, then you know that it is of God, because it has to be bigger than you for him to be able to to shine through, right? Um, and so being able to come to that point where I was able to say, okay, Lord, you know, you brought me to this place in space. You've gifted me with this knowledge and these abilities. Use me, use me any way you see fit. Show me which direction you want me to go. Show me how you see my next few years, you know, in terms of life. You don't even have to show me the whole picture. Just show me which direction to go and what steps to take to make sure that I'm bringing glory to you, Lord. You know, that's very powerful. And I think that, you know, when you think about it from that perspective, the idea that there is a a willingness to be in the will of God, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I think that's so critical. But, you know, I think the thing that I talk about so often on this podcast is that whatever we're passionate about has to connect with our purpose. And the purpose, you know, is like that core thing that we know we're on the planet to do. And often when we have different passions now and different seasons, there's a relationship Mm -hmm. between what we are called to do now in this season from the original purpose. You have always been about empowerment, Uh, awareness, bringing resources to people, equity in the community. So now you're willing to step out into this new business venture. And I think, you know, for leaders, it's important because you have to trust that process, but then you have to also believe in the mission of something. And you're very, very (laughs) critical about things like that. You do your deep dive. Talk about that. You know, talk about your introduction to uh, the brand Beauty Counter. I know you brought it to me. And then talk about like how you had to do that deep dive and how you really tied to the mission and tied that mission to what you believe in holistically. Well, I think that this is so important, right? Because I think you have to be able to come to a point where you realize, you know what? God really does have a sense of humor. Um, And for me, going through my medical training and going to, you know, Cornell and Vanderbilt and Harvard, you know, I quickly began to realize in this journey that I thought I was going through this to become the doctor in the hospital, the neonatologist, to do these things with these individual patients from room to room to room where the reality was God allowed me (laughs) to feel like that was my goal because that's what drove me. That's what pushed me. That's what got me up every morning to make sure that I was grinding and getting the knowledge and everything that I needed to prepare for this season that I didn't even know was coming. Right. But what I realized when I came to this point was that was just mere preparation for what he truly really wanted me to do. So I took those skill sets 
and transferred them to the community, knowing that I can make a greater impact. And like, you know, Dr. Walker just said, in terms of, you know, my passion was already set in stone in terms of, you know, my internal values of making a difference in the community, making sure that I'm continuously lifting as I climb, because that's what happened with me. I'm an inner city kid from Los Angeles, California. Like the only reason where I, that I am where I am today is because others lifted me up. Um, others guided me, others showed me, you know, what my options were in life that I had no idea of. And for me, I'm a firm believer in it's okay to be the first in a room, whether you're the first woman or the first woman of color or the first person of color or whatever. It's okay to be the first, but you better not be the last. Because if you're the last person in that room who looks like you or who has come from where you come from, then that's a tragedy because that means that you haven't done your due diligence to open the doors for others around you. I think that's great. I think that's really the stewardship of the moment, right? You recognize that it's much larger than you and the platform that God gives you has to benefit other people. Absolutely. And so then here I am now transferring my clinical skills to the community, working hard, working with different partners, working with churches. And now I'm introduced to this beauty brand and it just kind of went over my head. Beauty Counter was brought to my attention as a clean beauty brand that's really about getting safer products to the hands of everyone, but I didn't really understand. I didn't really understand what the big deal was until with my nerd self and my personality, I started digging and I started researching and I began to understand, oh my goodness, this is a multi-billion dollar industry and it's not even regulated very well by the federal government. And here we are every day as consumers putting products on our skin that are potentially toxic and can cause you know, harmful side effects and can cause diseases in our communities. And so then when you start to dig deeper and you realize that women and men of color are the largest consumers of personal care products, that frequently personal care products are marketed to certain communities that have negative toxins in them and they are well known, but the problem is the consumer doesn't know it. So here I am, a woman of color, a physician, staring down the face of health disparities every single day, working, you know, knee deep in the community, working with churches, working with, you know, different organizations, recognizing, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This is a conversation that we're not having. We're not having a conversation about what you're putting on your skin because no one thinks that it matters. No one recognizes the connection between the fact that your skin is your largest organ. Whatever you put on it, it gets absorbed within seconds. And oh, by the way, that gets into your bloodstream. And so then you look at these numbers. You know, We know that breast cancer is on the rise. Why is triple negative breast cancer something that we mainly see in the African-American community? We know that infertility is on the rise. Why is it in our community that we see such high rates of, 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 of fibroids? You know, Why in our communities are we seeing such high rates of loop and sarcoidosis and other sort of connective tissue disorders. Why in our communities are we seeing these health issues so rampant that no one truly understands, but we know that there's an environmental component to it? Well, guess what? You, what you put on your skin is part of your environment. So it's never been a part of the conversation in our community until now. And so for me, I recognize that being able to use the the knowledge that I had that I, you know, learned in the medical, the, the medical side, being able to, you know, connect the dots in terms of, you know, being able to penetrate the community with this information. And then of course, with the model of Beauty Counter, the fact that you can help other people in your community build businesses by helping them serve other people, teaching people how to truly be a servant leader while 
while still at the same time, clearly making a difference, but also finding financial gain. Like that was a win-win for everyone around us, obviously, including the community. And so for me, it just drew me in because I realized then I can make a huge difference in this arena. I think everything we do has to has to make sense in terms of our passion and it has to make sense in terms of the mission must be in line with the passion and purpose. And oftentimes people, you know, I talked uh, a few weeks back in our church in Nashville was in a series, you know, believing big. And I talked about stepping out of the boat, Mm -hmm. you know, and really stepping and going for it, right. Really going for it. And who wants to go for something that's not going to benefit the community. This is such a community uh, focused uh, mission Mm -hmm. and talk about, you know, really the part about how you're empowering other women. You know, this is uh, the closing out Women's Month, and I have seen some extraordinary stories of women who have had to reimagine their careers, yes. jobs have closed up, and, but I have seen women do incredibly well. And talk about that just for a moment in terms of what you've been able to see among women and their businesses. So I think what you're referring to is what, you know, the newspapers and the media right now is called the she session, you know, in the sense that women are being pulled out of the, you know, workforce like crazy, you know, because of this COVID pandemic. And then they're being forced to sort of try to balance work and family, many of which are losing their jobs and, you know, being pushed into poverty, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and so I would like to take a step further in terms of going backwards a little bit further, because this was all happening before the COVID pandemic took place. And so being able to sit next to someone who is looking for another stream of income, being able to sit and talk with someone who's trying to figure out how they're going to pay for, you know, perhaps, you know, uh, college for the, for their child or, you know, pay their bills or catch up on their bills or supplement their own personal dreams um, to be able to do something else or trying to find flexibility in life in terms of being able to do those things that they love while not sacrificing their income or what have you all of these things and more. And then some people might not even be looking for financial gain per se. Some people might be looking for, you know, personal empowerment or, you know, an ability to empower someone else or looking for meaning and uh, and looking for some to do something that brings them, you know, that they're passionate about or brings their life meaning. Because there are many people who actually do have fairly decent jobs, but they're not happy. They're, they're not passionate about it. They don't feel filled or fulfilled. And for me, Beauty Counter was an opportunity to be able to deliver to someone any of those things to help them build, help them find themselves, help them find community if that's what they needed, to help them find financial you know, stability if that's what they needed, to help them find flexibility, all of the above. And so with the, you know, when COVID hit, we were already doing these things. And of course, you layer the pandemic on top of all this, that just is more people to be able to potentially impact in, in this positive, amazing way. I think it's amazing, you know, when you think about stepping out into something like this and I've watched this transition. I've watched the joy uh, come upon you of the Lord. I've watched when you wake up every day and go to purpose. I talk about it all the time. Nobody wants to wake up every day and go to a job. You want to wake up and go to purpose and see how you're impacting lives. And, you know, I think about, 
you know, just how you've transformed our home and everything being healthy. You know, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a counter guy. I'm, I'm all the, I'm all the way there. I'm a counter man. You know, the things I put on my skin because I recognize how important it is. We talk about organic and clean and we think about what we eat and put in our body, but we don't often think about what we put on our body. I think it's an amazing, amazing brand, amazing company, and you're on an amazing mission. You know, one of the things that we have been asking these amazing women like yourself uh, are some questions that our listeners might want to know. And so I'm going to ask a few questions so that people can really get to understand who you are and what makes you tick. And that's kind of my first question. Like, tell me what truly inspires you. Helping other women win, period. Helping people get to their destiny, helping people understand what their personal superpowers are, helping people understand that, yes, you can do it. If this is a dream, if this is a goal, go for it. You know, helping people understand and giving them the tools and the resources to be able to achieve. Um, That's what gets me up in the morning. All right. So tell me who inspires you. Oh, there's so many people. But I mean, I would say my number one and two people that inspire me, or I guess top people who inspire me, probably is a better way of saying that, are definitely Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey. Um, Oprah, because she comes from sort of a meager background and she pulled herself up by her bootstraps and she kept going in the midst of people telling her, no, you don't have the right look. You don't have the right voice. You don't, you're not talented. And now she's a mogul. I mean, like she has done everything, right? And then Michelle Obama being able to step into that space with such grace and, you know, being so knowledgeable and being able to put her family first and still being able to sort of navigate in a very tough environment and still take care of her family and be herself and and still make amazing strides in terms of making a difference for the world and for the community at large. When you look out at the world today, all the things that are happening, what greatly concerns you the most? I think what greatly concerns me the most, I would have to say there's two things. So one having our children in an environment where they're seeing such social unrest and hate being spewed by adults back and forth because children are our greatest resources, but children also are products of their environment. And as adults, we have to be very, very careful of what we say, not just in public, but in our homes, because we are really cultivating the next leaders. And so if we're behaving as such in the streets, what are our children going to do? They're just going to be many us, many versions of us. And so I think it's just so important to be role models for this next generation. And obviously, just not just for our own kids, but recognizing that other people's children are watching us too. There are so many people who are young who have their eyes on you, whether or not you realize it or not, and whether or not you signed up to be the role model. It doesn't matter. It doesn't care. If you have any kind of visibility, you have a responsibility. Visibility equals responsibility. And it's so important for us to sort of acknowledge that, recognize that, and be good stewards of that. That's one. And then I would say two is this whole kind of educational divide. I think it's so important to make sure that we are going back into our communities, making sure that our schools have the proper resources and tools, making sure that as leaders or influencers are in our community or people who just know people, like whatever you want to call yourself, like making sure that you're looking at those institutions that are in your reach to be able to go back and make a difference. Because again, you know, just to be a little bit transparent here, you know, we have an eight-year-old daughter and she was having issues in school and terms of, you know, reading fluency. But I picked that up, but her teacher didn't. But we have resources. So I was very quickly able to get on top of that and figure out what she needed and tutor her myself and do the things that she needed to get back on track. And now she's doing great. 
But what if I didn't? What if I didn't have the resources? What if I, what if I didn't have the know-how? That's how the gaps in the educational divide continue to happen and continue to get wider and wider and wider. And if she were in a different circumstances, I could see her going to fourth grade and not being able to read. And this is something that is happening every day in our communities, and it should be something that we are aware of, and we're making sure that we're fighting against and making sure that we're providing the proper resources to our schools, our institutions that are in our communities to make sure that we are lifting as we climb. Wow. Well, as you all can see, I definitely married up. I tell you, you are an amazing leader in your own right. And I, I think it's important because I wanted you all to know I wasn't inviting her on because she's my wife. I was inviting her on because she is an extraordinary leader in our community and in the world. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing. I'm grateful for the mission. I'm grateful for the balance. I'm grateful for all the different things that that give you life and how you're continuously moving the needle forward in terms of really empowering women everywhere. Uh, the final thing I got to say, I'll give you a chance to talk in your last words, somebody out there right now, some young woman out there who's, you know, listening to this, what would you want to say to them? What would you want to say to that person listening? Like, man, just give me something to motivate me. Tell me something. What would you say in closing? Frequently, I love the idea of what Michelle Obama said in her book, Becoming, when she talked about that fork in the road moment. So frequently in our lives, we have these moments where you can go left or you can go right. And if you go left, your life turns out one way. If you go right, your life turns out completely different. And sometimes those moments and frequently those moments are really scary and they bring a great deal of uncertainty. But I say, if there's something that you want to do, even if you're fearful, even if you can't see, you know, the end point, even if you, you know, don't have the entire vision, go for it. You know, don't let fear stop you. Go for it. Maybe you might need to do a little bit more research. Maybe you might need to find a mentor. Maybe you may need to find, you know, answer, have more questions answered or what have you, but don't let fear be the factor that stops you for reaching your dreams and reaching your goals. Here I am a trained neonatologist from, a, you know, multiple Ivy league institutions who thought in a million years that I would be working for a clean beauty brand at the top of my career. But I am, and I'm at the top of my game and I'm loving it. And this has given me so much life and I'm able to do the same thing for other people, right? And so just imagine, like imagine at that fork in the road moment, if you do something that you're, you know, that you're fearful of, I think sometimes what ends up happening when we come back to ourselves and we're like, well, what if it doesn't work? Oh my gosh, what if I fail? Well, ask yourself this, what if you succeed? What if this is that thing that you've been waiting on your entire life? What if this is that door that you've been asking God to open? Go for it. Step through it. You have nothing to lose. So what if you fail? Guess what? Okay, you're just back where you started from. But what if this is that thing that you've been waiting for? Don't let fear stop you. Don't let naysayers stop you. There's always going to be someone that says that you can't do it. You have to trust and believe in yourself. Trust and believe in the God in you. You can do it. Wow. Well, how can, man, that's so powerful. And how can our listeners connect with you on social media first? And then how those persons who are interested in, you know, I want to get some of that beauty counter stuff, girl, you're doing all this healthy stuff. Can you give them the information and, uh, and they'll, they'll write it down. Well, you can connect with me on Instagram at, at Dr. Steph Walker. Also, you can connect with me via my beauty counter website at beautycounter.com. 
forward slash stepwalker. And you can email me there. You can ask questions there. You can inquire about other business opportunities there as well. You can learn about products and our amazing mission to get safer products into the hands of everyone. And when you put staff, make sure you spell it correctly. S-T-E-P-H. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Stephanie Hale Walker. I appreciate you so much. And I hope all of you have been blessed by this particular episode and all the episodes in this Women Empowerment Month. It has been amazing to hear the stories of extraordinary women and to close out strong with this amazing woman. I'm so grateful and I hope all of you have been blessed. Make sure you connect with us again. Joseph Walker 3, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know uh, if this has blessed you and share this with as many people as you can. Tell them to subscribe to Next Level Leader Podcast. Thank you all so much. Hey, remember, the rest of you will be the best of you. You'll be blessed. And until then, Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting.